Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras. Today, I get the privilege to interview a fellow Thai Buddhist teacher, Superwan Green. Now, Superwan teaches about the six senses taught in Buddhism, which all people have the ability to tap into and amplify in the new energies of the fifth dimension. Now, as people deepen their awakening process and ascend their level of energy in the aura fields, they will start fine-tuning their six senses as discussed in Buddhism. Now, learning how to manage these new human skills respectfully and coexist harmoniously with these abilities is a skill that everyone can master. Now, Superwan is here today to explain the Buddhist understanding of being one with your six senses as part of your daily spiritual practice. And she will explain how Tai Chi Gong and various meditation practices can also help harmonize your Merkaba or that wonderful energy field that you are. So hi, Super One. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited. Um, before we begin, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got started into becoming a teacher of the Buddhist Dharma? Oh, okay. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. Okay. My journey, my spiritual journey, journey started during the student's year. Okay, and that was in 1973, 74, after I came back from, from America. I, I must say first that I was brought up in a country that is really, you know, <laughs> brainwashed. That was during the Vietnam War. Okay, so went to America for one year. It's really an eye-opening experience, you know, to see uh, they protest against the Vietnam War, whereas in Thailand at that time I was, you know, 16, 17, they only talk about, you know, uh, Vietnam War, it was justified, that kind of thing. So the, the view totally, you know, in the opposite. So after I came back, I went straight to university and, and during my first year, you know, there was a student uprising uh, in my university uh, that gave me and and then there was a crackdown on student as well you know caused student to die uh, that gave me an 
a, a, a really challenge, you know, uh, time make me question what life is all about because we were quite young and innocent really. We had goodwill for our country, but why the students were killed? So that is the big question that I try to ask uh, myself. And then I gone through a lots of pain, mental pain, suffering, you know, to see the, the unjust society or this thing. And good job that I was born in, in, in a Buddhist country, you see. So the pain is really, you know, quite, quite, quite tough, uh, you know, whereas the people that seem to be quite happy to have a democracy, you know, back to the country. But I was totally in the opposite because I was in the middle of the changing of my, my, my life, really. So I went in, uh, I did try to read, you know, the Dharma book or this thing, but I couldn't really understand because of all this, you know, Pali, language the jargon of this thing but in the end cut the story short because of those pain that i experienced during the student year it really made me you know have to find a way how to reduce the pain in my heart let's say i went into the temple and then asked the buddha for help i said that i know that you can help me but i cannot understand you please help me to to have access to your, to your teaching, help me to understand you. Okay, so I think the Buddha answered to my calling. So despite I could not understand much about the Pali, you know, jargon or this thing, I did have the intention, really strong intention, want to help myself to heal my pain. So I had the teacher who taught me the meditation, even though I could not do it that well, but I persist, you know, I really uh, do, do it regardless, regardless. And that led me to quite a few of extraordinary spiritual experience during my third year university. In Thailand, we have four years university. And one massive spiritual experience happened on the dock when I was crossing the river, the Japia River, to my university. I experienced what I called, uh, uh, can I just use my prop just to show you, okay? Yes, go ahead. So, so, according to the Buddha, we have five components, right, mm -hmm. to make up this body and mind, okay? So, we got the body, we got the thought, memories, and feelings, and then we got the consciousness. So I want to talk about this, this you know, uh, uh, consciousness and our thoughts and feelings. Before, I mean, to to most of the people, our our thoughts. This is thoughts and feelings. Okay, I represent with this uh, this uh, bottle, and this is our consciousness, which I call our mental self. So to most people who walk the street. Their thoughts and feeling and their consciousness or mental self, they are together, you know, sticky. They stick together like this in one entity. And you just don't know what is what. However, on that pier, on that very day, I experienced these two things just separated. Oh, separated. So, so you had a moment where all of a sudden, your consciousness it, it, and your body, you had an out-of-body experience or it how wasn't you an out-of-body experience. It wasn't. 
I had an out of body experience before in the bed. Okay. But that is purely on the mental level. I stood there on the pier. Okay. And I could see that my thoughts and feeling was separated. There's my thought and feeling was separated. Okay. From my consciousness, which was something that I have never seen before. Okay. And gave me this really massive freedom that I have never experienced before. I said, Oh my God, what is that? Okay, so so this this experience, although it lasted only five minutes, only five minutes. That's a I long was time frozen. in spiritual terms. Yeah, I, I I was frozen on the pier. The boat came, the ferry came and left and came and left. But I didn't want to move because because this experience it was so oh gosh, there was no word to describe that. Okay, um, it just pure freedom ultimate freedom it's just so wonderful okay and then gradually it came back again so i lost it however i had that experience under my belt and i begin to understand uh, you know krishnamurti krishnamurti who always talk about the observer and the observed that was the very first time that i truly understand and understood, you know, his teaching. So that was five minutes on the pier. Okay. And then later on, about another eight months while I was in my fourth year university, which there was another crackdown. But before that, I had this thing happen again, but this time it lasted six months. Six months. Six months. Oh, so, now let me ask you that really quick. So your first spiritual experience, Subhavan, that led you to being a Buddhist Dharma t- teacher of the Dharma, you had an experience at the pier where it was five minutes of seeing yourself um, as the observer and also yeah. the one This is the observer. This is the observed. Yeah. The so, subject and the object. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a subject and object. So you, you saw, okay. Um, and then this, and then the second time happened, it was six months. Now, like, what this, is it like to have a spiritual experience for six months straight? That's a very me, long time. Uh, let me explain this. I, uh, what happened on that day that I was lying in bed, okay, toward the evening. I came back from university. I was tired, lying in bed. Uh, and then by the time that I woke up, so by then, let's say that by then I had, I had the habit to meditate daily and especially when I lie down. Okay. And prior to that, I have visited so many uh, forest monastery. I engaged in the retreat, the spiritual retreat, and I did meditation, you know, all the time. Let's say, you know, a lot, try to get over, you know, my, my pain, all these things. And then on that day, when I lie down, I watch my breath, okay? And then I fell into a deep sleep. And then when I was woken up, the room was totally dark, okay? Totally dark. And then I thought, I must get up, you know, to help my sister downstairs cooking, do some cooking. As I was pushing myself up from the position of lying down, 
to sitting upright on the bed in that between in that between posture once again the experience was just like this my mental self consciousness which i call my mental uh, mental self okay true self and then um thoughts and feelings which i call tom and jerry okay so at that moment in between the posture i experienced this thing happen again disconnect and go beyond and i said god it happened again and and i just i really stunned i sat on the bed for quite a while tried to try to uh try to absorb what is happening and this time the intensity was much more than on the pier that five minutes or it's much more okay i just experienced this most wonderful out of the world freedom inwardly inwardly it is freedom and when i used begin to use my thought i keep on telling myself that you're lying this thing is just false this thing is just totally false and fake and not real the only thing that is real is this thing consciousness so this is so what's happened to me is that this was the pure consciousness mm-hmm. that it wasn't being tainted by this thing because this is a thought and feelings okay before that my life before that apart from that five minutes on the pier okay i walk along the road with this you know my thoughts and feeling and my consciousness they become one i never know that there is a subject and there is an object not until what happened on the pier it just begin to separate okay well in Buddhism, i don't do you do you know some thai language um i uh, i i not very well but go on okay in thai language you know translated from pali the enlightenment of the buddha we call lut pon lut is mean disconnect pon it means go beyond mm-hmm. okay lut pon is mean disconnect and go beyond mm-hmm. so that you are fully enlightened have this you know experience this this most wonderful freedom freedom from our own thoughts and feeling mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely get that. It's the, the leading edge experience is consciousness integrated yeah. into the physical body. Yeah. And you can integrate it or you can it's integrate. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken over like this. You see, if with with the prop, you can you can easily right. say. So so that experience really, you know, suppose if I was on the let's say a building with 10, 10 floor. You know, uh, before five minutes on the pier, let's say I was on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, after that five minutes on the pier, although the 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 this this experience was you know disappear within five minutes and come back to this again, I kind of know I still remember that I still remember this experience that oh it was like this. This is what they call the freedom. 
Okay, so when you come back to this, let's say that I, I move up to floor three. So I could see, you know, see a bit more scenery, what's going on down there. Whereas if you're on the ground floor, you couldn't see anything. Okay, but with this six months on, on that evening, it was very much like, you know, I was catapulted to the ninth of the 10th floor. Okay, let's say the eighth of let's say the eighth of the ninth floor, because the understanding the understanding is not come in the form of 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 thoughts or or, or theory or dharma word. They are more of the actual experience that I was totally submerged at that time. The right, freedom, right. especially the freedom, and I still remember that on the next morning. I went to the market, which is a very busy place. You know, people, you know, bustling everywhere. And I just trying to, to, to understand what's going on. And the most obvious thing that I can still remember is that every time that I want to say something, there is another thought tell me that lying, lying, you're lying. I just could not say anything because every word is lying. It's, it's not the real truth. This is the truth. So the question. Truth yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, it sounds like you, you asked for Buddha or consciousness to kind of reveal to you your answer to the struggle with what was going on with the Vietnam war and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, but what was shown to you in these two spiritual experiences, one was longer than the other, was that you got out of your body as Super Juan Green and you went in and in integrated with the consciousness of the universe. Um, I don't want to say that I got out of my body because all these things still happen in within it this within body. body. But like, but it's you're... Just but your perspective it, went to the consciousness. It just, yeah. it just the experience is just so, so potent, so strong, you know, and then helped me to understand. Anyway, to cut the story short, mm -hmm. I kind of experienced that freedom for a good six months. I still remember that four months gone. It, it means that, so what, what happened inwardly is that I just feel the freedom. The freedom that before that, prior to this, you know, you kind of get annoyed, get agitated, get angry, get, you know, unpleasant feeling, all these things. But during that six months, there is nothing. Okay, so this is thoughts and feeling. Okay, the polarization. Okay, nothing that can touch this part. This part is what I call our true self a mental self, a true self, a pure consciousness, a pure consciousness. Okay. And this is the part that come to hit our, our true self and give us the pain, the mental pain, the suffering. So what happened in that six months is that these two things are separated. This is the subject. This is the object. Although there are something like this, but I can manage to keep it at bay. And this thing, you know, which I give the, the analogy as Tom and Jerry. 
you see Tom and Jerry. So Jerry cannot hit Tom, cannot come near Tom at all. So therefore, inwardly, I was totally free and, and blissful all the time. Right. However, right. Right, so you kind of got like a 10,000 foot view of your experience from consciousness view. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 uh, Wisdom-wise, it's very much like when you're on the eight or nine floor, you can see mm -hmm. the view, you know, downstairs in the valley. Yeah. And then you can see, get all the connection. Right, understand, right. Understand right, but, everything. More right, so but when you're on the first floor, you're just struggling with the first floor and your challenges in the first floor. But when you're up at the higher levels, you see yeah. all of it and you're going, okay, oh, stop yeah. struggling so yeah. much because there's a flow to this. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, so, let me ask so, you this. Hmm. You know, what is the concept of the Buddha's sixth sense and how is it so, different from the Western concept? Okay. From your spiritual you know experience and so from from that experience i learned a lot okay and helped me to understand what uh, the sixth sense mean let me clarify this first when you talk about uh having the sixth sense in the western concept the western concept they they only mean a sizable you know a a a, a, a group of people who are psychic Okay, who can read your mind, read your thought, who can forecast the future, or who can communicate with the uh, entity in another dimension. Right. So we say that those people are psychic or having the sixth sense. But according to the Buddha, that is not the meaning uh, in Buddhism at all. To the Buddha, the Buddha class every single human being with, as being with six senses all the same. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that we are using our sixth sense every day, all the time, but we don't know. You see, this area of knowledge is very cloudy, it's very ambiguous. So I want to make it very clear to right. you. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and just about that, and I, I completely agree with you that in the Western concept, because you say, according to the Western, Western concept, um, commonly, only a small amount of human race has the ability to use their six senses. That's the Western perspective. And in the Eastern perspective, it's like, no, everybody has six senses. You're just not aware that you're using it. You're not aware that it's there. You're not tuned in. And you're not aware of how to manage it, perfect it, and amplify it. So it's it's a normal aspect of you know Eastern um, viewpoint of living spiritually. But in the West, what I found very common as well when it comes to six senses, since some people tune into it and many others think it's, um, they're kind of scared of their six senses. They think it might be an aspect of like evil or whatever. So whatever they use to scare away working on their six senses and for the people who use their six senses and hone in on it in um, western thought sometimes they get amplified and put on a pedestal to be special to be more than everybody else okay. to be looked up to what how can you address that that difference because in the east everybody's okay. the same in the west oh if you have six senses and you're using it you're better than everybody else you're on a pedestal you know so how, how can you address those two different viewpoints about six senses? Yeah. Before I go to that, can I just clarify exactly what sixth sense is? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
let me let me uh, just just explain this first that in fact you are using your sixth sense now everyone is using it now so i mean we we have the video as well Vaughn, do you mind just to use your your hand okay tap onto your face tap 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 okay if, if you're watching at home i'd like you to really you know tap on something okay tap on something okay right let's have a look i'm a very practical person i i like you to see okay i'm tapping myself so i'm going to ask you a question very simple question the tingling in your in your face after the tapping okay this very moment which sense that you are using to perceive what you have in here are you using your eyes obviously touch, not touch touch you're not using your ears you're not using your nose you're not using your tongue you you think that you are using your hands go on try using your hand to touch can you experience that pain in there yeah but, but isn't isn't that just your skin that's sensing isn't that feeling you see so try try to fall uh, you see when you are not using your five senses to experience that tingling that pain within your skin even though you put your hand you know to stroke your hand you will you will feel the the texture of the skin but not the tingling inside can you see you follow okay the tingling inside or headache or headache you know so but every one of us perceive the headache or the tingling in here all the same which means that at this the moment like this you are using your sixth sense to perceive your headache your toothache your stomach ache, or when you clap your hand like this, the pen inside, inside, you are using your sixth sense to perceive, you know, the inward sensation. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? So this is the meaning of sixth sense in the Buddha's perspective. So, it's, so the Buddha's perspective of sixth sense is just consciousness perceiving and a you reaction see, the sixth sense is consciousness right the sixth sense is consciousness so let's call the sixth sense of consciousness as your third eye because it is the additional sense that humanity haven't really recognized they haven't really recognized because even though the buddha said that we have six senses and we use as our you know the sixth sense all the time let me explain this here this is our here's another prop of me okay this body this life form is made up of five components so you've got the body you've got the mind mind is your thoughts memories and feelings would you like to share that uh that that five that that picture Vaughn, please oh yes and then, and then i can explain uh better so okay. that you can see tom and jerry okay yeah that's it so this is the five component that make up of a life form 
Okay, so what we got the physical self or the body, and then we got thought, memories, feelings, which I give the analogy as Jerry. Okay, and then we got the consciousness or mental self. So this consciousness, mental self, okay, got its own eye, which is a third eye. And this is our sixth sense. This is our sixth sense. So with this picture, you can see that there are two parts, okay? Uh, the external world, the world of mass. So you've got this physical body as the subject, okay? And then you have your five senses there on your physical body that you uh, experience the world of sight, sound, smell, taste, and texture. And also, you've got another set of subject and object, okay? The subject is your consciousness or mental self, which is your true self, okay? The subject which interact with your thoughts, memories, and feelings, or thoughts and feelings. This is another set. So the meaning of the sixth sense in the Buddha's term refer to our consciousness. And this consciousness is the filter, okay, is the part that allows us to see the external world of, of sight, sound, smell, taste, and texture. So without this consciousness or our mental self, our true self, there is no world, there is no universe. Okay. Right, right. right. And, and they've done that in scientific studies. I've seen that in different scientific studies where the person is completely blinded or they're deaf and nobody is touching them, but somebody walks in the room and they can still sense that. And there's yeah. no connection to the body. That's their consciousness sensing that. That's their sixth sense sensing that exactly. presence. That's it. So that's, that's exactly. It. So your sixth sense is yeah. consciousness and your consciousness yeah. can Our be sixth seen sense through the third is eye. The and our, six, our consciousness, our sixth sense, or let's say, call, we can call it a third eye, I call it the mental eye, whichever word, it doesn't matter. Okay, the problem is that our consciousness, okay, is the core of life. And we view the world through our consciousness. Okay, the world of mass, it won't exist without our consciousness without conscious so there are four events that uh a consciousness doesn't function is that when you go to a deep sleep uh when you are unconscious when you are in a coma or when you're dead okay so in these four events there is no no external world because you need the consciousness there okay to view the world so the point that I need to point out is that this consciousness or, or our sixth sense, our third eye, you know, has been hindered by our thoughts and feelings. Okay, so with this picture, you know, uh, I give the analogy as Jerry, you know, these three mice. These three mice is act very much like uh, the shed, you know, the spectacle, the glasses that put over your third eye or put over your sixth sense and these uh, thoughts and feelings, or Jerry, in my analogy, uh, is in the state of duality, got the, uh, the element of yin and yang, mm -hmm. okay, of yin and yang. And this creates the diversity, the differentiation, okay. So whenever that, so suppose this is my consciousness of the third eyes, and this is Jerry, okay. The different color shade. 
So this is what happened to humanity. The problem is that whenever that your sixth sense or your third eye, okay, has been blocked by your own thoughts and feelings, which is very diverse, you create the matrix. Right. You create so your, your perspective. So your perspective or your viewpoint on things is the level of consciousness that you create reality. So you create reality through your perspective you of how you see the things. reality with the consciousness along with your thoughts and feelings. This right. whole thing. Right. This so when we change our perspective. Reality. Right. We so, the reality and, and the diversity. Right, okay. right. So when in, in, in Buddha's term, from your understanding, when we change our perspective on something and we see more through the illusion, we see more for how things are, then the reality has no choice but to change with you. Because your consciousness is changing to a different level. So reality is malleable. The consciousness, in fact, it doesn't change. The consciousness, its function is to be conscious, that's all. But the part, the part that change is, yeah, this is the consciousness, okay? Its function is just to be conscious, to be conscious. But the part that creates all this elusive work is our thoughts and feelings, okay? So this is just yeah. like the shade, you know, the different shade that yeah. people put on, different opinion, different this and that. So this part is the yin and the yang. Okay, the state of duality that create the, the, the diversity in, right. in, in our world. Okay, and this is the part that caused the problem. This is the part that caused the matrix. Okay, the elusive world, the mental holiday, all these things. Right. So basically what the Buddha tried to tell us is that we got to try to get rid of this thing. This, this part, our thoughts and feelings. Okay, so that you know, we can allow our pure consciousness to manifest itself. And this is where meditation comes from. Right. This is what Vipassana come in. Mindfulness meditation come in. Tai Chi Qigong come in. So the reason why we got to do meditation is because we need to make these two things disconnect and go beyond. Okay, so that we, need to silence, we can silence the, the voices. We need to silence the voices. Pardon? We need to silence the voices, our thoughts, our, yeah, yeah, exactly. all the ego talk that constantly this, this try and the take ego. the space. Mm -hmm. This part is your ego, okay? Put together is your ego. And this is the part that, you know, you keep on talking in your head, your mental monologue, and this and that, you know? This is create this polarity, okay? The extreme polarity, this part, which cause you know, massive problem to the world, to humanity. So basically what the Buddha tried to tell us is that why we need to do meditation so that we can disconnect and let this thing, you know, disconnect our thoughts and feelings from our consciousness, allow our consciousness to be free. Okay. Now, once this one is free, you will be able to to see everything to see the truth see the truth is see everything as they truly are right right okay now, let me ask you a question oh. right mm. let me ask you a question so you know as people work on um balancing their ego and kind of resting the, their constant chatter in their head and all that kind of stuff and really you know connect with the consciousness of the light or of you know that overall being 
their sixth senses start coming online. So one of the things that's very common in the West and for people new to the space of their personal awakening is they get really afraid of it. So how can people not be afraid of the new human sixth senses as they move further into this process? They are afraid of, of, of the unknown. They're afraid of something that they haven't yet to understand. In fact, this concept of sixth sense is just so, so common, ordinary, you know, so simple. So simple. It's, it's just what they don't know is that because they don't have, it's just the lack of knowledge, really. The lack of knowledge. Because we all have a sixth sense. We, this is a sixth sense. You know, life, the core of life. Our consciousness is the core of life. And that part is already our sixth sense, our third eye. So the whole point is, is that you've got to try to understand these two things, which I give the analogy as Tom and Jerry. So basically, our inner self, our sixth sense, as being tampered by our own thoughts and feelings all the time. So this is the reason why we need to do meditation. We need to do mindfulness meditation just to get rid of this. And then you claim your true self back, your inner self back, your freedom back. That's all there is to it. But right, the problem right. is that you've got to work hard to get to this point. Right. So if you get to that point, how can we use meditation like Vipassani or Tai Chi Gong or even bringing our mental self back home? How do we use these tools to develop our six senses even further? Discipline yourself. Okay. So meditation, Tai Chi Qigong, yoga, you know, all these different techniques of meditation. The goal is all the same. Technique is different. Okay, everything is right. So don't you get know. so caught up in the technique. Everybody's yes. going to have a different technique to there are get many, there. Many roads that can lead you to Rome. As long as you can get to Rome, that's all the matter. That's okay. I always say there's um, many ways to get down the rabbit hole. But just what matters is you got here. So yeah. now that they're getting there, what can so, what can they do? What can they do is that you can live your moment. You can live your you're here and now so wonderfully. So you will be able to, once you get rid of this thing, this yapping in your head all the time, you know, of course you've got to plan. When, when you want to use it, use it. But when you finish, just let them go. Right. But to do this, to let them go easily, not to attach to it, you need to train yourself. You need to discipline yourself. You need to put meditation into your daily life into your daily life. It's just like you need to breathe to make this physical body survive. You need to meditate to make your inner self, your true self survive. Because otherwise, if you don't do it, you'll be like this all the time. And then you'll be living in the matrix, living in the, in the mental holiday, in the you know, hologram world all the time, which is no fun because this one is just, you know, throw you over the, 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 the spectrum of, of, of emotion, you know, ups and down, ups and down, and then getting quite exhausted. But once you do meditation, you're able to find the moment that you can disconnect and go beyond from your own thoughts and feelings and give your inner self, your consciousness or your sixth sense really, okay, the real freedom. And this freedom allow you to enjoy the moment of here and now. Right, right. Now you say, now you say that our six, if our six senses are well cultivated and polished, 
that the perceptions of our five senses will be more truthful and that and it means that the unpolished sixth sense will plunge humans into their elusive world living in a constant yeah. constant matrix yeah. and mental holodeck to never know the truth so a lot of us are trying to break free from this mental clutter holodeck this this monkey mind existence monkey mind. We're, we're creating out of unconsciously out of our own fears and our own um, mental blocks. So how can people break free from the matrix using their consciousness, using their six senses? To break free from, from, from this thing, okay, what we'll called Jerry is quite easy. It got to begin with the guided wisdom. You need a guide, you know, a spiritual guide, a teacher who you know, so in my teaching, really, I, I need to give people, my students, you know, a bit of theory and a bit of practice. This combination is very important because you can't just, you know, go into a temple, okay, the monk will tell you, oh, sit down and then meditate, watch your breath that, like that. What for? You need to explain to them first. So I try to explain to them that the part that mess your life up is our own thought and feeling. This is our worst enemy. We have been sleeping with our enemies all the time and we don't know because all these things, all this nature, they're energetic, trapped inside, you know, this, this physical body. That's why my teaching, I need a lot of props and illustration to help you to understand how your mind works. Okay, so so basically, if you want to break free from this, you really need to pay attention, okay? Uh, try to understand, you know, the, 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 the overall picture, what you want. So the target, the destination is the freedom of your consciousness, the freedom of your true self, okay? The freedom of your true self, your mental self. So this part, okay, is your consciousness, your sixth sense, your third eye, your mental self, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. So once you are free from your own thoughts and feelings, this is the part that you can, you can uh, blend into the oneness. This is the oneness. This is our source, okay? This is the source. Yeah. It's okay. I can't, yeah. So with this picture, I'd like you to see, you know, clearly that uh, this five component, we got a body, we got a mind. So the meaning of mind in, my, in the Buddhist term is mean that it uh, means our thoughts, memories, and feelings, okay, which are the separate entities, okay, from a consciousness. A consciousness and the mind, they are different functions. The consciousness is function is to be conscious, that's all. And this consciousness, I give the analogy as a mental self, an inner self, a true self. So basically, meditation is to try to get rid of all this, you know, clutter, the clutter that make up of Jerry, Jerry or our thoughts and thoughts and feelings. You see, with this picture, I like to show you that. Every sense got to correspond to their own sense object. Okay, like eyes, you got to see sight, ears, hear sounds, you know, smell, all this kind of thing. But when you come to your thought and your thoughts, feelings, okay, headache, toothache, stomachache, these are the sense object to your sixth sense or your mental eye. 
You cannot perceive your headache to death with your eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin. You got to perceive with your sixth sense or your mental eye, your third eye, which is your consciousness. You see, with this, you will understand that we use our sixth sense all the time, but in the way that we don't know. I think, you see, this area of knowledge is still very, very cloudy, very ambiguous. You know, even the Buddhist monk, they, they, we talk about, I mean, we just learn by heart that we have six senses and we just, you know, uh, memorize it. But come to the actual understanding. I don't think that many Buddhist monks really understand. Really yeah. understand. I have seen that and I would definitely agree. Um, you know, just because you have monks' robes on does not mean that you fully understand the teachings. Nobody, but it is a journey. It is a journey. And it everyone, is a journey. It is a journey. Yeah. Um, it's a journey of samsara. But we will all get there together. Now, I want to ask you before we um, close up also... You know, knowing how to develop our six senses is critical to the process of ascension in the fifth dimension. And I've said this before, many Buddhists have said this as well. We're already in the fifth dimension. We're already in yeah. the higher energies. But people, especially in the West, still don't understand this ancient topic that we have transitioned. And they're still thinking with the monkey mind. They're still thinking with the five senses and not realizing consciousness and putting consciousness into it. So let me ask you, what tips can you offer to people to begin to recognize the existence of their six senses and develop it properly? Because it's going to happen as we get further into this experience. So don't be afraid, but how can they, how, what, what can they do well, to work on those? You know, this, this subject about six senses is a massive subject. You see, after two and a half millennia, humanity still haven't recognized the Buddha's knowledge that humans are being with six senses. Because if the mainstream education can accept, recognize that humans are being with six senses, the change can happen straight away through mainstream education. Okay, so we can teach our children from five years old to amplify the sixth sense of their consciousness right away through meditation, through all sorts of technique, you know, yoga, whatever. Just, just teach them. Yeah. Just, just like that. So this is the only way, you know, to, to kickstart. It's just the recognition, the recognition of the Buddha's perspective you can see that, you know, if just one individual losing their sight, turn blind, the entire world of sight collapsed. And this is a massive loss already, just for one individual, okay? Just for one individual, it's a massive loss. Right, right. And now we are talking about in not recognizing the existence of a sixth sense, okay? It's a matter of the entire humanity, okay, lost their third eye, lost their sixth sense, yeah, lost right. their additional sense. And this is, there is no word that can describe this catastrophe. This right, is, right. We're, we're, oh my God. We're trying and to this get is back to that indigenous sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. You know, the thing that I really, um, I, I really came to, understand you know when i was looking at some of your work as well is that you know 
we, like we say in Buddhism and in many esoteric traditions, you are so having a human experience. However, once the human fully realizes that, then their six senses come online. And again, the leading edge experience is consciousness integrated in the body. So, you know, we have seen masters of our histories realize and understand and do this. And you know who they are, Buddha, uh, Ponyan, Tara, Yeshua, Vishnu, all these others in the past, they have done it and they say the same thing, you could do it yourself. So really the answer is, um, do you want to be a conscious creator of your journey through samsara? And we, when you do, um, with that, we all travel the stars and the multiverse in our Merkabas with our six senses. So um, Super One, you know, this, com this went by so fast. I literally, I blinked and our time went by. So this is very just touching on the light. Yeah, this, this is only touching on the surface. Touching. So everyone, um, you're going to have, you're going to have so much fun going into her work and then um, tuning into your six senses and amplifying it. So don't be scared. Um, but you can go to her website, um, en.superwan, S-U-P-A-W-A-N, green.com. So, and you can go down the rabbit hole with her teachings. Wonderful yeah. stuff there. Um, and with that, Super One, thank you so kindly um, for joining us and bringing us this material. And thank you everyone for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, be well and blessed. Thank blessings. you very much, John, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.